Hello, Matt. Um, it's great to be uh, here again. Um, for those that don't know me, my name is Mark Chalmers. I'm President and CEO of Energy Fuels. Uh, Energy Fuels is a very unique story in the fact that all things reducing carbon emissions, electrification, uh, we have a long history of producing uranium. That's been our core business for decades. Uh, but we've also entering into the rare earth business, which fits perfectly together with our uranium business uh, and also uh, advancing some uh, initiatives on uh, radioisotopes for cancer therapy. So anyways, uh, exciting story. We, we, there's no one like us that, that cover these kind of critical elements. And uh, as I said, Matt, it's always great to catch up with you again. Well, good to have you back. I mean, I hope you had a good Christmas and uh, Happy New Year to you, sir. Um, we didn't get to catch up before uh, Christmas because I went away. It was lazy. I, went, I had a holiday. Um, but you, the news about the uranium US, uh, so the US uranium reserve, obviously allocated 18.5 million. They seem to have kind of spread it around a bit, trying to help the industry as a whole. Were you sort of you okay with the what you ended up with on your contract? Yeah, look, look. Um... I, they did spread it around. Um, it was long in coming, but it, it did finally arrive. Uh, Santa showed up just before Christmas. Um, but yeah, look, look, look at it. it's uh, 18 and a half million bucks. Uh, you know, we sold our product at around a little, almost 62 bucks a pound. Uh, we, we had inventory that was valued on the books around $25 a pound. So we get a nice little lift. But I'm hopeful with uh, all these other initiatives by the government that it's, it, you know, that's, there's, there's, there's a repeat story here. Um, as you know, initially that was supposed to be around $150 million per year over 10 years. And this first award was around $75 million. So um, yeah, let's see where it goes, but I think it, it all uh, bodes very positively on um, you know, the focus of the United States government on reestablishing the nuclear fuel cycle in the United States. And this was just a step, a small step, but an important step. And then, um, so yeah, let's see how it unfolds. But, you know, the United States is the largest consumer of nuclear products in the entire world, um, you know, needs to reestablish its capabilities more than it currently has. So you end up at 60, 62 bucks per pound. I mean, some some contracts that we're reading about were much less than that. So was there not some sort of uniform price? I mean, how did you how did you negotiate a different price from, say, some of the other um, companies? Well, it, look, I don't know what other people put in. I mean, you know, some of the companies announced what their awards were. Um, some didn't. Uh, actually, we didn't announce initially what our uh, the price was because we didn't know if we had the the, the um, permission to do that. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was it's varied. Um, you know, the government it basically you know asked for people to put proposals forward, and um, you know s several companies did, and several companies got awards. Uh, so so yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it was different than the past. You know, it used to be. The government and this first uranium they procured in probably 50 years, and in the old uh, buying schedule that they had, they they basically set a price and they said those that can you know provide us uranium at this, a price, um, you know that's how it worked. So this time it was more of a you know putting in proposals and bids on what we'd or what we'd sell uh, uranium at, and but in the past the government just set a price and said please. 
fill our boots with uranium. Right. Well, so obviously that takes a few pounds, uh, more pounds out of the market. I mean, market, as we saw last year, got extremely tight. Um, you know, it's obviously spot physical uranium trust and, and, and other similars um, like yeah, yellow cake, et cetera. Um, and utilities starting to, you know, issue some term contracts or at least um, put out term sheets um, uh, for, for that. Where, have you got any sort of sense of where we're at with regards to um, the amount of sort of um, uh, you know spot you know spot available for companies to purchase? I mean, how much better is it now than it was at the beginning of 2022? Well, it depends what how you define better, right? Um, I think um, look at the 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 market imbalance um, uh, is, is is still shifting. Um, you know, you know available inventories, um, you know, are continue to diminish, uh, demand outstrips, um, production. Uh, I think that, you know, this, this, you know, for years, you know, the inventories was always kind of hanging over the, the market. Um, uh, you know, there was the, um, uh, underfeeding, you know, going to very high recoveries and now they're talking overfeeding, uh, you know, that could represent, um, a, a Delta just, just in, an enrichment of up to 20 million pounds per year of new demand. Uh, so there, there's a lot of these pieces that I don't know exactly how they fit together, but there is a deficit, there is increasing demand, there's reactors that are being restarted and, and prolonged. Um, so those are all changing the, 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 the whole uh, dynamics of, of the market uh, and the price uranium still needs to go up. Because with inflation and the cost of developing projects, it, it's gone up. So, so how it all fits together, I don't know, but it, it is definitely a, a, a strengthening story. Right. So, so in which case, so I want to come back to the U.S. uranium reserve. What did you feel because you've been to this through the section two three two, you were obligated or obliged to sell to you know to the U.S. government versus you know trying to negotiate a term contract at a higher rate with utilities. I mean, how, how do you make those decisions about the best place to sell your pounds at any one time? Well, you know, again, there's a lot of different circumstances there. Um, you know, you, you're aware that, you know, we signed uh, three long-term contracts that go out to 2020, uh, 2030, 23, or 30, excuse me. Um, and then we've got inventory. So, you know, in our position, if if we could sell inventory now at a premium to market, because the you know the spot market was around forty eight fifty dollars, and we get you know north of sixty, you know we just said, well, we got to bag it. You know, you you got to make money sometime, and a lot of people don't understand or don't don't really focus on that. But we're very focused on establishing cash flow, positive cash flow, making a profit on what we're doing. So it, 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 we, we kind of look at all those, those factors. Now, we are going to deliver into our first long-term contract in 2023. And, um, and, and that will be at a price. And it, it, it's, it's got some adjustments on, on inflation. It's got adjustments on market. Uh, so we don't know exactly what that will be. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a trade-off. But, but when we can, we can sell for, for a profit, uh, at a above market, uh, you know, we're going to take it. Right. Okay. So, you, no, fine. I get it. You got to, you got to kind of make make money along the way, or else you continue to dilute your your shareholders, and the kind of there's a cost to, you know, 
because we saw a few companies obviously you know raise money to go and buy pounds and then sit on the pounds but some of them have been unloading um that you know for profit it kind of it, it all kind of makes sense but what does that do for the utilities then in terms of do they think they've got more options on the table does that you know does that mean that it delay their 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 behavior in terms of issuing more term contracts sooner because there's a lot of companies talking the game of oh we're we're talking to utilities we're talking to utilities but not many of them getting over the line not many sort of term contracts being being signed so again what what, what are your conversations like what, what what are you learning yeah look, look at i i think i think our conversations <laughs> excuse me um are that uh, you know, we signed these initial uh, term agreements, um, you know, out to t- 2000, uh, 2030, um, and uh, we signed them at, you know, with, with various mechanisms, floor ceilings and some some uh, formulas to come up with what, you know, so we can share an upside. Uh, but, but, but I think that where we're at right now, from my perspective, is you know we need these higher prices and and I think that's echoed by Cameco you know they've been talking about you know eighty dollars ninety dollars for incentive prices to go forward so I think we're kind of at this point where the, the a number of the utilities went out secured contracts with with a few players I think some of the uranium uh, producers and wannabe producers were afraid to sign contracts because they didn't know and didn't think they could be profitable at what was available at the time. And so what we're doing is when when there's a, a RP comes out, we look at it, we you know figure out what our production profiles are, and we're you know but we 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 need uh, the next uh, uh, step higher in prices for the next contracts that we sign to to continue to ramp up our production. Right. Okay. Exciting time for uranium. Uh, I think we can agree on that one. Tightening market, tightening tightening um, uh, supply as well. Um, it's, it's, it's hard not to look back at last year for you and sort of see that you're gearing up for something. And I think that's something, you know, clearly is the, is the rare earth component. You know, you, you obviously done, you did that um, uh, deal with Encore Energy with regards to Alta Mesa. You're selling 120 million bucks. You're, you're cashing in on some of your uranium pounds um, now. You know, you, you did raise some money last year as well. The rare earth component um you got a lot of credit for it um last year um and 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 the year before where are you at the moment i mean how how close are you to being able to deliver that because we've talked in the past about you know you you've got some contracts for monazite supply you you said that you want to go out and find more you've obviously kind of got the build expansion that um white mesa um to be able to process and deliver that so what does 2023 look like for the rare earth component? I guess is what I'm asking. Well, I, I think 2023 is, is um, going to be an important year for, for the whole industry and the world as a whole, actually. Um, but particularly for energy fuels with the uranium uh, story building uh, and also rare earth story um, building as well. Um, yeah, we, we there's 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 a number of elements that we're going to we, we will close on our Bahia project in Brazil, uh, which is a. Uh, you know, very material uh, acquisition for us. And we're getting a lot of interest from some of the heavy mineral sands producers to work with us on um, putting that into production. Um, I hope to do uh, other projects similar to Bahia uh, in the United States or elsewhere. 
2023 because I want to show the market that we have a reliable sources of monazite to feed the mill going forward for decades. Okay, so we need to prove and show to the market that we're going to have supply of monazite to feed the mill for decades. Meanwhile, uh, as I've talked previously, we've got what we call phase one uh, that we're actively advancing in 2023, where we'll have the separation capacity of uh, about four to 5,000 tons of REO, uh, which, which to put it in the context is, is around 20, 25% of the capacity of, of Linus. Um, in, in the end of 2023, 24, we're, we're fully permitted to go forward with that. Um, and we're looking at what I call phase two, uh, which is basically um, uh, uh, another uh, phase of separation capacity, uh, including through heavies uh, that we're looking at um, in, in the order of, of blindness capacity, 15, 20,000 tons of REO per year. But we've got to show the world that we've got the molecules to feed those facilities as we build them out. So, um, you know, we're it's an exciting time for us. And, and, and we are advancing the uh, radioisotopes, too. And that, that's a sleeper that I hope to surprise the market on the upside in 23. So, um, so yeah, we, we are positioning. Um, and, you know, you've heard me talk about the critical mineral hub. There will be no critical mineral hub like energy fuels in the world outside of uh, China uh, that I know of um, anywhere. It's kind of interesting. So when we've when we've spoken to um, companies in the past, like say Vanadium, which 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 you do, we've spoken to companies in Vanadium who are trying to repossess themselves away from being a mining company and being a industrial chemicals company. And you, you know, again, it's in your um, marketing lecture evolve. You know, you know, talking about you know powering tomorrow's um, energy technologies as well. Do you think there's some merit in that um, yet, or do you still have a few things to prove to the market before you can perhaps kind of reposition yourself or uh, in, in terms of um, what it is that your business is and maybe be benefit from a different kind of multiple that, that you know, mining, than mining companies tend to get? Industrial chemical companies tend to get four or five times the multiples of a mining company. Is that in your lexicon? Is it in, is it a discussion that you guys are having in terms of how do you define yourself going forward? Well, we're, we're trying to define ourselves, um, you know, on a, as an earnings-based company. Um, and, you know, when we look at uh, the multiples that Linus and MP um, uh, and, and the, the, those that are focused on the, on, on the rare earths, it, you know, in the, you know it's, it's more like, a, you know, 10 to 14, you know, multiple. Um, so, you know, we, yeah, we're not trying to, to be a, a chemical company or whatever. Um, but, but, you know, the, the, the thing I tell shareholders is that, you know, we're looking for the best result for our shareholders. Okay. And, um, the plan that we're executing, uh, including with the uranium in that mix, um, you know, we, 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 have models that we, we, we try to come up with the best outcome for the shareholders of which, you know, our management team are shareholders. Um, and, and, but it, I, I think that the market still values us as a uranium play and, um, and we still plan to be, um, 
uh, you know, the biggest uranium producer in the United States going forward. Um, but I think, you know, 2023 is my goal to break from that pack that, that um, you know, we've got, uh, you know, earnings visibility. Uh, we've done it creatively with how we've, you know, you know, traded and swapped and, and, you know, like in the case of selling Alta Mesa, and it's all focused on the best outcome for our shareholders. Right. And I, I understand that, but, it, but also there's an, kind of, it feels like there's an evolving strategy here. And that's what I just w- w- wondered about how you, how, how you want people to view you. Cause it, it was uranium with a vanadium byproduct, obviously with the addition of the kind of rare earth component, that there's a, there's a, you know, there's a new revenue stream further down the line. And obviously there's a lot, lot to do in terms of tech, well, technically, uh, acquisition of the, uh, say, the mo- molecules and then selling into the market by financing the, the ability to kind of process and 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 and, and deliver that. So there's the ha- the decision was made last year. The big idea happened last year. The how do we show the market we do it thing is seems to be this year. And so I'm, I'm intrigued as to you know what what those kind of um, signals that you want to put to market are. I'm intrigued as to what those deliverables will be and what, what do we as investors need to understand and look for? Yeah. Well, look, and I, um, I know it's a little complicated, but I, I, I see energy fuels as a, a green energy story like none other that's out there um, focused on decarbonization, electrification. And, um, and, and you know, when, when you start saying, well, how do you want people to view how the company is going to be positioned and, you know, where, you know, how should people look at the company? I mean, I think what we're doing is so unique that we're really uh, blazing our own trail here. But this is a green energy, ESG focus, decarbonization, all these elements that 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 were nobody cared about 10 years ago or 15 years ago. So so there really is no example that you can hold up, Matt, on what energy fuels is doing and how we're trying to position it. But I am very confident um, that our strategy uh, we're going to get there. Uh, you know, we got a lot of work to do. And I think when people see more securing more monazite, see the uranium production, see us, uh, you know, swing into profitability on cash flow. Now, you know, we were profitable last year by selling some of our other assets. And, um, and you know, in the case of Alta Mesa, we bought for $13 million and sell it for, for, for $120 million dollars. You know, we're, we're, we're doing a lot of big things here to reduce dilution to shareholders. I think, and I don't know the exact number, but we had minimum dilution in, in 2022 because of some of the things that we're doing. And, and we plan to continue to reduce dilution to the absolute minimum, um, you know, when we move to an earnings per share company, which we believe is in the next year, two or three. Yeah, I, 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 now you, you have been, t- you know, tied, you have tidied up the balance sheets, and you know, no, no debt on there uh, as well. So I appreciate it, and it, but it's a case of you've always been quite conservative in terms of not wanting to kind of, you know, mislead that mislead the market and maybe overstate. But it feels like you're planning for something, and I wondered when you say things like, "I think we're being valued on the uranium alone." What do you think's got to come? Because the the rare earth component market, you know, took off last year. People got excited about it, and there's a lot of companies out there wanting to be or talk about being a rare earth company. So, for for you guys, what what's more is to come? 
if 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 you, if you truly believe that uranium is the only thing you're being valued on at the moment, what do you think is to come? Commercial production of rare earth oxides, um, you know, at a at a scale um, greater than anybody else in in North America, uh, but um, you know, significant for um, you know the the world basically now. You know, it's going to take us some time, but if we can get to that four or 5,000 tons of REO uh, production at the White Mesa Mill, proving that we can, we can make those oxides uh, at those kind of quantities on spec and securing the monazite where people can see that there's a clear path forward on the rare earth front side of the business um, to achieve, uh, you know, the, the line of scale that, they're, you know, they've been producing at for the last few years. Um, you know, I think that's the break point where you break from the uranium pack. But at the same time, we want to show that we're building up our uranium capabilities, just like we've always done. You know, we produced a third of the uranium produced in the United States over the last 15 years, second to Cameco. Between the two, we've produced 86% of the uranium produced over the last 15 years. We want to, we're going to, we're ramping that up as we speak. And um, we, we've got a number of our projects that we're uh, rehabilitating to go into production, developing, and we will give more light on that in due course. Okay. Now, look, and I know you want to bring it back to the reality of, you know, uranium is where you came from and, and this, you have meaningful history, but also, you know, in, in terms of scalability um, and inventory, you've got the ability to kind of, you know, that will that will contribute to the, the, how people should value you. But I'm, I'm interested in... You've moved from kind of the the kind of mining beneficiation, you know, crack and leach stuff through to a point where you say, right, we will now show you the market. We can deliver on the separation side of things as well. Okay, in terms of separated rare earth oxides. What's happening this year or what's happening over the next two years, which is going to allow you to demonstrate that you can do that? Because that's a big moment, right? That's a big moment. You, yeah, you know, yeah, it's a big moment. And I think the the... Phase one separation plant, um, we are putting in, um, I think, 72 uh, SXLs in our existing SX building. Now, this is the building that recovers uranium through SX and it recovers vanadium through SX. And it will, um, by the end of the year, if we, we, we meet our, our schedules, uh, we will have the ability to do the separated oxides uh, for the lights. And the SM plus, which is for the with the heavies, the disposium terbium, um, uh, by the end of the year. So we'll have a building that will do those elements um, by the end of the year, and we're doing it uh, again in an existing facility. And we believe that we're going to do it for around twenty million dollars to build out that separation facility, which is remarkably cheap. There's a lot of people that can't build a pilot plant for that. Okay. That would be in the scale of Silmet um, uh, in Estonia, the Neo plant, or greater, for twenty million dollars. All right. When you you talk, you you listen to people talking about you know you know billions of dollars or you know a billion dollars to put in say twenty thousand ton REO uh, rare earth facility, and we're talking twenty million dollars to put in say four four or five thousand tons of REO. The strike rate for capital is remarkable. Okay, now we've got to show the the, the market that we 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 did it and 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 we built it and it's functioning and it's recovering and 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 
we, we plan to feed it in, in 24, okay? So it's not a 23 revenue stream on that front. But that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're not trying to do. That's what we are currently doing. But we have to show the market that we have broken, uh, you know, the, 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 the barrier of doing SX uh, at that kind of scale, at that kind of capital strike rate economically. So, um, yeah, you're right. I, I'm, I'm not, my, my DNA is not to overpromote. I'm an engineer and, and, um, but I, I believe that, you know, we're, we're going to build it and, and it will strengthen our position uh, on a number of fronts. Yeah, like, like as, as, as a kind of a critical minerals hub for North America, the US specifically, uh, you know, I think that's kind of caught the imagination somewhat. But I think it's, it would be remiss if you, if you, you know, weren't talking about the separate rare earth oxide components of this, especially on the return on capital that, you know, you, you, you just talked about there, 20 million bucks is, is neither here nor there in terms of the margins that are made on, on, some, on some of these rare earths. So, um, so that's, that's kind of demonstrating the technical capability. And then you need the kind of ramp up components. So you mentioned earlier that obviously you, you, we've talked about Camores and contracts there and, and that you're, you know, hunting down, obviously you're the Bahia project as well that you, you picked up last year in Brazil. Brazil, you know, you, you've got to kind of deliver that scale. Is that, where does that sit in terms of the priority list for, for rare us, the, the kind of feed as it were? We, we, we've got, uh, our plan is to look at feed in, 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 in two ways is one is to, to procure it, just buy it from people. Now the price of monazite went from almost nothing um, three years ago when we got into the business uh, to now it's, you know, it's anywhere from five to $10,000 a ton, depending on who you listen to. Um, Bahia, um, you know, Bahia will be uh, an important piece to that that security of supply, where we won't be open to sort of the market fluctuations of monazite, and 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 we're we're looking at um, a combination of purchasing secured sources to kind of kind of with a blended price, okay, that we're we're not just just a, you know value add as you pass it down the the, the supply chain, so. Um, so yeah, no, it, it we 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 plan to secure something in addition to Bahia, maybe you know, and 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 show again that we can come up with this this sort of this blended scenario um, that 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 buffets the the market variations by by being able to produce you know from our own deposits. So um, I don't know if that answers the question, but but um, okay, Mark. Well, look, I'm. Thanks for catching up with us today. I think, you know, it's, I just, it's always nice for in the kind of, sort of kind of lay their stool out at the beginning of the year um, and gives a sense of what, you know, what, what's to come, what we could be looking at. But, um, you know, kind of feels good out there for uranium, for sure. Rare us, we'll have to wait and see. And all of the other um, things that you're doing to in terms of, you know, you know keeping that sort of balance sheet strong. I'm sort of intrigued to see what else is coming down the line from you. So appreciate your time today.